Welcome back to the podcast that rots, weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Hello to everyone on YouTube and Twitch. Thanks for tuning in on a special day. We're filming, recording this a day earlier than standard because one, I was out of town this past weekend. Two, I have something important coming up tomorrow, so I couldn't actually do anything then just audio. I'm here though, I'm live, and unfortunately I'm flying solo. Gretchen is preoccupied at the moment. So thank you guys again for tuning in though. So as I fly solo for the first time in quite a while, Gretchen has added a great sense of levity and reining me in when I get too harsh on certain bands, but also adding her thoughts on a lot of different topics. I'm sure if she was here, she would be telling you all to wash your hands and wear a mask before everything gets out of control, and we will be getting into some of that topic later on. So, hopefully you're all doing well. Thank you for tuning in on YouTube and Twitch if you're watching this live. Thank you also to everyone for who came in last Wednesday for the first time they played bass live on Twitch. I'll be doing that again this following Wednesday. It was more people than I was hoping for my first time doing it live on Twitch. I'll be doing more again. It's more of a laid-back, just play along with songs and then talk about the bands and question and things like that getting requests and everything else. So thank you guys. Hope you're all doing well. And I have to say, I'm very thankful that I still have an audience after so long and so many shenanigans have occurred. It's sometimes surprising, but I'm thankful that I'm tolerated. I think that's a good way to put it. So that being said, I'll have to say that one of the big things that was going on this past weekend while I was out of town was all the Palooza. I'm aware of everything that's going on. We'll break down some of it. However, one of the names that was trending was not Foo Fighters, not Megan Thee Stallion, not Miley Cyrus. Maybe Miley was, I don't know. It was Limp Bizkit. Not even headlining, but they were performing at Lollapalooza. 20 years after their heyday, that Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water came out, which I've gone on record many times about that album. They showed up to a sold-out, packed, massive Lollapalooza crowd. Fred Durst, showing off a new look, too. I guess I'll do this more uh, picture version. So, while I try to show picture-in-picture what's going on and how everything looks and things like that, I have to say, first of all, I don't hate the new look. If you're watching on YouTube and Twitch live, you'll see right now what I'm talking about. From Fred Durst's own Instagram post, you can see it on screen right now. Loudwire has done a lot on Limp Bizkit right now. Loudwire is going bonkers over the Limp Bizkit coverage. Who's on currently on tour with Spirit Box? Um, in the picture, you can see Fred Durst in the pit right after they played their new song, Dad Vibes. First new look at new Limp Bizkit. So... First of all, again, I don't hate this look, guys. He's embracing that he's 50. Keep in mind that this is a big question that everyone's been asking. Is that a wig? Yes, it is. He's taken a page out of Manor James Keenan's book and sporting a wig for his live performances. Both Fred and Maynard are shaved heads. They have been for many, many, many years. So there's your answer to that question. Number two, <laughs> someone just said on uh, Twitch, hey, it's an extra from the Sabotage music video for the Beastie Boys. Yes, that he actually could pose for that pretty well. So, number two, that's Fred Durst. Oh, uh, yes, that is Fred Durst. He's 50 years old, turning 51, wearing a wig. Again, I don't hate the look. Number two, 
this new song is a uh, part of the promise of new music. At Lollapalooza, he, the band, I should say, not he, played the new song on a recording instead of performing it while the band hopped into this photo pit and the safety area just to throw out merch. It was a unique way of getting the new song out. Very unique way. So, Limp Beastie, no, no, let's not combine the two. There's a lot of things to break down from this. And again, you can find the new song on YouTube right now. Someone record, like, got the footage from Lollapalooza, the recording, and posted, I think it was like one of the Limp Bizkit fan accounts. Dad Vibes is the new name of the song. I'm not going to play the song because for obvious um, uh, copyright claims and things like that on YouTube. Here's the thing. Dad Vibes is absolutely a smart idea for a song title because they're aiming for who their audience is now. 20 years ago, when all those teenagers and college students were riling it up, like screaming break stuff in their bedroom, they're dads now, many of them. I mean, of course, they're going to aim for that. That's smart. Is the song good? I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh... I'll go back to other picture for now. I'm not crazy about the new song. Fred sounds... Not to say he's phoning it in. He just sounds kind of lethargic. Like he's 50. You know, he's just kind of there. Kind of giving his delivery on goofy lines. His lyric writing is not vulgar. Well, I haven't got the full lyric sheet yet. I could be wrong. Um, ah, it's just not great. The music is about as solid as any other Limp Bizkit song is going to be. From Wes, from Otto, from everybody. But man, oh man, um, it's just not great. And that kind of also is captured with the performance at Lollapalooza. Many other people echoed this sentiment on the live feed, in comments later. As cool as it was to see Limp Bizkit performing in 2021... Fred Durst didn't have a lot of energy. He was not riling the crowd up. He was just kind of standing there doing his thing. Just kind of shooking and jiving. Just not really adding up to much. And I think that's the best Limp Bizkit you're going to get if you're a fan. I'm saying that um, as all as honestly as possible. Joe Numbers in the chat says, I did it all for the AARP. Yes, the Nookie has been replaced by the AARP. <laughs> oh, uh, take that social security. <laughs> also, that's, um, I can never pronounce the name, but that's Mark, who's also worked on some of the new stuff with Limbiscuit in recent years as well. I gotta say, there's a lot of hype going on for Limbiscuit right now. And it begs the question, can Limbiscuit make a comeback? There's a lot of people asking that. All the Limbiscuit stands are either saying, they were never gone, they've always been a big deal, which is factually not true, or they're reminiscing of old times and wanting them to come back. The latter is more understandable because they're thinking back of the late 90s era. Keep in mind, I don't know where to go from there because late 90s, Limp Bizkit was when they were at their best musically and Fred Durst was probably at his best and it got gradually worse and worse over time. And Fred Durst became a wretched lyric writer and performer. 
Thank you for the super super chat, Blender Noob. Honestly, I think Limp Bizkit could make a comeback if they do it right, especially because new metal core and rap core is back, like Amir, Unity, TX, Hacktivist, rap metal nostalgia is here. I would argue against a lot of that. Um, I get the point, though, why you think Limp Bizkit can make a comeback. Um, new metal core and rap core is not lighting up the world. Amir is not doing great at all. They're losing band members and their music's gotten beyond garbage. And rap metal nostalgia... Rap metal is like might be high in quantity of acts, but they're not really doing anything sales-wise or numbers-wise. So that I would disagree with. However, that's something totally removed from Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit is a total unique entity as they have now at least 10 years from their most recent album. They have kept promising slash threatening new music for the past few years. I believe it was West Borland that says their upcoming album isn't close to being done or any time. We're not getting new music anytime soon. Now that they're performing, maybe that tune will change. We don't know. Um, I don't know if we're going to get anything better. I asked on Twitter, standard question, do you think Limp Bizkit can make a comeback? No swaying the vote, no sarcasm, just a yes or no answer. I opened it up for everyone. The poll should be about closed now. 58.1% say no. I'll show that on screen for everybody just to make sure I'm not making up the numbers. That's not great. It's not awful. It could be, it's not a total landslide, but most people are saying no. They cannot make a comeback. Now, their tour is doing well. They're touring with Spirit Box right now. For a lot of people that aren't aware, Fred Durst and the band um, are managing the tour themselves as active tour manager and like running the shows and everything. They're kind of doing it like uh, in-house operation on the road. So take that for what it's worth as well. But as for new music, as for new Limp Bizkit, can they make a comeback? My opinion? All depends on Fred Durst. If he has gotten worse as a lyric writer... If he has not learned anything over the past decade plus, if he's still writing and trying to make songs that sound like a man-child, then it's not going to work. And the music writing has to be top-notch as well. That's more possible for sure. But keep in mind, it's been so long since like even anyone's been excited about that. People were not excited about Results May Vary. The music on that, no one even defended that one. West Bortle was gone for the band at that point. Thank you for the super chat, Digital Lizard. New Metal is our generation's hair metal. Corn is Motley Crue and Limp Biscuit is Poison. Ah, uh, Limp Biscuit is Poison has a lot more meanings than you think in that sentence. I get what you're going for, though. Um, <laughs> I just don't know. Everyone is catching this wave of limp nostalgia right now. Boy, you can twist that phrase around any way you want, by the way. However... It's all going to depend on the band. Lollapalooza, the first big, massive festival with all eyes on it. Everyone's going to be happy to be there. We'll get to Lollapalooza in a second. They could show a 20-year-old, 20 years after their heyday, Limp Biscuit, and the crowd's still going to be happy. Think about that. Is it because everyone wanted to relish and praise Fred Durst for what a genius he is? Probably not. Fred Durst has not had the best 10 years. His directorial career did not go well. 
every time before 2021, Limp Bizkit tried to make a reunion or comeback tour. It didn't always go that great. They were playing smaller venues when they had festival performances. They would not do well. You could look up Rock Allegiance uh, 2017. I believe it was 2017. That was a disaster. And I have to say, I'm not convinced that Limp Bizkit is going to be the returning big thing. If they make a new album, will it sell? Probably. Will it go gold? I don't know about that. All I know is Dad Vibes is exactly what you could expect Limp Bizkit in 2021 to be. Targeting their own audience, who are now 20 years older, to nonsense lyrics and a catchy beat. That's it. Brand it Limp Bizkit and hope that people start pre-saving it on Spotify. And I would also like to point out that um, the comment I said before, Limp Bizkit's writing and music got considerably worse as time went on. That is not an exaggeration. You can look at the timeline as it got worse and worse. Fred Durst became wretched as a writer, a performer. He just didn't have it. He lost it, whatever he had. So, there's a lot of Memorable moments, everyone used to love, all the fanboys used to remind us of the times he was on TRL, hanging out with Carson Daly, all the times that uh, Limp Bizkit had crazy music videos and crazy wild shows. (sighs) They got promoted well, and I don't know if a lot of their music, even all the good stuff from the 90s that people love to talk about, Really holds up that well, because there was a lot of absolute trash in those albums, too. And the trash kept piling up as further albums got created. When it got to results may vary, it was point of no return, no matter what happened. Can And now that we have a 50-year-old Fred Durst trying to market dad vibes, it's a very different look. Also, Joe Numbers talking about All in the Family with Korn and with Jonathan Davis and Fred Durst. There's a lot of regrettable material from the late 90s from a lot of new metal bands. Limp Bizkit and Korn are not the only two. They are not. But boy, oh boy, it's up there. It's bad. Also, um, <laughs> Eat You Alive is Limp Bizkit's Cherry Pie from YouTube. Eh. Uh, warrants were... Very talented musicians across the board, though. Limp Bizkit has a sore thumb, and that's Limp, and that's Fred Durst. And I have to say, whether Limp Bizkit can make a comeback or not, and really stand out in 2021, to even have a semblance of what they had in 2001 and before, all hinges on Fred Durst's ability to perform live and to deliver in writing music. And writing lyrics. And his lyric writing ability has not been, has not shown any signs of hope for a long time. I welcome any comments though. I want to know your thoughts. If you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch, let me know. Thank you again for the super chats on the topic as well. Man, oh man. 2021 
and Limp Bizkit still one of the biggest topics. People are talking about this resurgence. By the way, I do want to point this out. Limp Bizkit still had massive popularity in South America and Europe. Massive. Through the 2010s. And many people, if not most, I would say most Limp Bizkit fans in Europe and South America, all say the same thing. They love it because they don't care about the lyrics. Many of them don't even speak like English as a first language, so it doesn't matter to them. If that is not an unintentional shot at Fred Durst's lyric writing ability, I don't know what is. So, huh. that being said, it's the perfect segue to talk about Lollapalooza. And this will be a bit of a photo sharing opportunity because boy oh boy was Lollapalooza a party. Let me see if I can get some stuff going for you guys here. This is a couple photos that I know. One of the photographers I met before, Amy Harris, actually was there taking shots for different outlets that she shoots for. And then there was some drone footage as well. If you were not aware, you did not see pictures of Lollapalooza going on and things like that. Here's one of the photos. This was day four, just yesterday, August 1st at Grant Park in Chicago. Sweet mercy. If we're not ready to open up the world yet, um, we're all going to be eagerly watching Lollapalooza festival goers in about a week from now to see if how sick they get. Um, (laughs) I see one mask. I don't know if you can see where my cursor is. I see one. Also, that's a dusty park too. Dusty parks suck. But there's a lot of people, so you have to expect that. Um, boy, oh boy, we're going to find out the hard way how many people were vaccinated at Lollapalooza. I do want to point out Fred Durst made a funny comment. Um, He asked, how many of you are vaccinated? Show of hands. People actually rose their hands and he goes, very considerate of you. Thank you. Let's not be knocking on Fred Durst. I'm glad he pointed that out. That sounded sincere. Uh, (laughs) Someone said if I'd be there, I'd be wearing a mask. Maybe too. Yeah. Yeah, um, how many people attended Lollapalooza from Twitch chat? If I'm correct, end of day count after all days combined was over 100,000. There wasn't 100,000 there every day, but there was over 100,000 total divided by four days. So take that however you want. Boy, oh boy. Um, that's only one photo too, but you can see the massive amount of people. Roughly about 50% of the population in the United States is vaccinated right now. And, um, yeah, I hope if we have to, let's take that number and apply it to the audience at Lollapalooza. Man, oh man, 50% of those people are in trouble because Delta is not slowing down. And if Delta keeps going the way it does for COVID, then a lot of those people are going to get really sick. Not to mention the respiratory effects of all that dust. So, you think that's enough? Well, let me show you a better look. How's that for you? Oh, you think that's it? Want me to give you the slow version? This is an actual aerial photo. A real-life Where's Waldo. This is what Lollapalooza looked like. At 2021. If I'm correct, that was Saturday. Yeah, July 31st. Foo Fighters were headlining that day, if I'm correct. 
Maybe it was yesterday. I don't know which day. Foo Fighters is one of the headliners as well. Huh. Let me see if I get this a little better for you. There we go. I have to zoom out for everyone listening on the podcast forum. I have to zoom out so far on the image just to get it in picture because that's how massive the crowd is. Where's Waldo? We're like, where's a mask? <laughs> oh, no, no, that didn't deserve a boo. That's just a fog word. No booing. Soon half that crowd is going to be flu fighters. <laughs> oh, gosh. See, Foo Fighters were there too, Megan Thee Stallion, Miley Cyrus. Those were some of the bigger names that I saw pictures of where the crowd was the biggest. Um, I believe Foo's were day four. Okay, yeah, day four then. Man, oh man. Ah. <laughs> okay, and give the appropriate estimate. 50% vaccinated. Okay. The other 50% could be in a lot of trouble. And people are going to say, well, it's outdoors. Yes, it is. Pretty sure that doesn't matter when you're unmasked and um, 0.6 inches from each other instead of the recommended six feet. We're going to find out the hard way. Now, Chicago and Northern Illinois, Michigan, all that area right there is going to have it rough as it is. But keep in mind, most people travel for Lollapalooza. People from everywhere come there. Not just from the U.S. too, depending though, because border closings and stuff like that. So we're going to find out the hard way about that too. Also, thank you for the super chat. That new Biscuit song, Dad Vibes, is one of the dumbest things they've ever done. They were too lazy to even perform it. I think that was just a gimmick. The gimmick to like get merch out and have fun while playing it. Not sure why they didn't perform it live. I think it was weird, but probably not the dumbest thing they've done. At least they made it so that way people could listen to it another way. Ugh. I can't even describe to people on Spotify, Apple, Google, like what you're like audibly describe how many people there are in this crowd at Lollapalooza on this photo of day three. It's insane. An aerial photo. It's uh, man. Oh man. And there's more photos from Getty, like licensed photos from photographers that flew in. This was a pro photographer event. I mean, obviously it was pro everything. People are arguing that they did have security checks to make sure everyone was vaccinated before they got in. That was the plan. But then the hired security in Chicago at Lollapalooza didn't really care. They just let people in. All right, keep the line going. Let's go, guys. Come on. Come on. Empty your pockets. Metal detectors that way. Come on. So the checks for COVID were not exactly as thorough as they probably would have hoped. And the honor system of, oh, yeah, I'm vaccinated, means nothing. Come on now. We knew that's how this was all going to fall apart. Well, if you're not, if you are vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you are not vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Those signs at every in front of stores. You know, no one's going to check. You know, the honor system means nothing there. Is this going to postpone tours? We're going to find out in a week. I give it one week from today. So today's the second. Next week. Okay, so well, next week's podcast. So August 10th. Again, this is a Monday, so it'll be next Tuesday. August 10th, we're going to find out just how hard this hits. 
We're going to find out how bad Delta really hit these people at uh, Lollapalooza. You remember Sturgis when we didn't have the vaccines yet? And how massively that hurt everybody up there? Before Sturgis rally in 2020, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, they didn't have that much of an issue with COVID at all. Sturgis happened. It was an epidemic up there as well. That's how these events work. Someone in the chat already said Lindsey Sterling's already postponing dates. That's a shame, but I believe it. Look look at this. Look at these pictures. Oh, look at the third one, the one I just posted on right now. Ah, Main stage and the crowd just engulfing. And in the skyline of Chicago, let me zoom back in for this one. Lit up beautifully. Hashtag Vax Talala. You know, I hate to say it, but this picture right here by Gary Miller of Film Magic. This might be the most unfortunate circumstance because we're going to find out the hard way just how many people were not vaccinated at Lollapalooza and how Lollapalooza did not care to check. Hoy. What else do I even say? Boy, that is such a perfect image with that Vax Talala on the building in the back. Yeesh. I, the, <laughs> the show kind of stops on a dime right there when I said that one. Mm. Oh, Delta variant keeps rolling, 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 rolling. So awful. <laughs> Also, unrelated, at least 13 people were arrested at Lollapalooza. That's typical festival behavior. Don't take that out of context. That's just, that's every festival. Every festival that's either multi-genre or single genre has always had people arrested at it for getting too wild and too crazy. So anyone like complaining about that, that's just how it is. Will 2021 tours get postponed or flat out canceled? That's the question. 2022 tours, I can see there being a lot of wiggle room. I think that'll be okay. I truly do for 2022. We're going to find out about these 2021 tours starting in August and September. There's still festivals planned for 2021, September, October, November. Oy. That Delta variant really messed things up. And I also want to say, now that the vaccine rollout has slowed down, everyone that's wanted the vaccine has either already gotten it or has planned to got it. And everyone that still does not want the vaccine is not going to get it now until it's too late. They have to learn the hard way. So, yeah. Uh, I'd love to, I know a few people that did go to Lollapalooza. One of them personally that was working it. I would love to get her opinion on it because she was not in the crowd. She was working the shows with clients and things like that and like behind the scenes. I would love to give her um, distant view of everything because she wore a mask the whole time. She is uh, close to the proximity of where Lollapalooza is. I would love to know what she thought because boy, oh boy, that must have been shocking. Man, oh man. Let me know your thoughts on that. Hit me up. If you're watching this on YouTube, whatever format you want, because now we have the question, is a thing like Lollapalooza combined with the Delta variant going to cancel things for 2021? I don't know. 
We're going to find out in a week. I honestly give it a week and we'll have harder answers right now. Because it's not going to take us long to find out. Ugh. The pictures again, I think, really do justice for everything. Here's some more crowd surfing. <laughs> again, not six feet apart. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Someone brought that in with them. And the little motor, I guess, to keep it on. All right, you know what? It's a festival. Have fun, but it's not worth dying over. Here's another one. Mm. I don't know how else to explain it other than... I don't even know how to explain it. I thought I was going to try to have something to really end that with. I don't. Just some of these pictures... It just goes on and on. The crazy festival goers got it. We're able to finally get out to go to a festival. And I'm sure I'm, I'm willing to bet that half of them were vaccinated. I really am. Half of them were truly vaccinated. I could believe that. But if half of them weren't, then half of those people are a lot of trouble. And they're all going to go back to their homes in respective parts of the U.S. And share the love with everybody. And that kind of sucks. That's how it is, though. Huh. Fun times, huh? I don't know what else to say. I don't know how else to add to that. More of the pictures, just man, oh man, everything. They show band photos, cra bands interacting with the crowds. Here's one more. Let me switch it back for you guys. Last photo I'll show you guys live. Watch it on YouTube and Twitch. There's another great shot from the photo pit from the safety area. Yep. Count the masks. I'm at zero. I see what looks like either a bandana or a mask on a forehead. So I'm going to count that as zero as well. Um, I'm still at zero. Can anyone count a mask? Find the mask. I can't. I cannot. In all these pictures. Someone said, I blame Fred Durst. I can't blame Fred Durst on this. He even asked if people were vaccinated and said, that's very courteous of you. I give Fred Durst credit for that one, guys. Come on now. Ugh. Let me know, guys. No more uh, side stages, everything going on, crowd surfing, people on shoulders, people lined up at hotels. Man, that's you think about that, too. Everyone bringing all that into Chicago. No one else wearing a mask outside. Please, there's the photo. Please have proof of vaccination ready to show. Guests are asked to show proof of having been vaccinated against the COVID-19 virus as they arrive for the first day of the Lollapalooza Music Festival on July 29th, 2021 in Chicago. As it turns out, as many reports have said, they didn't really do a good job of enforcing that. Nope. Um, the, this might as well have been as enforcing and impactful as that no moshing sign at warp tour they would have every year you remember that one that warned people not to mosh on every like at every stage they had at warp tour but the bands would get kids people to wash every way it's just a liability waiver it's like hey we try to get everyone to be vaccinated boy that photo right there i'll have to save that one i might make that i don't know i might make a fred durst one the uh, picture for the week, but yep. <laughs> yep, festivals are back, everybody. This guy's face says it all. 
I miss festival life. You know, guys, I make good money doing that. I'll have the time of my life working festivals since 2013. 2020 hit hard. It hit everyone hard. Fest losing festivals was the least of my problems. The glimmer of having them back now in September is fading away a little bit. And man, oh man, I don't know what's going to happen from here. If you're in Chicago, maybe stay inside for a few more days. Wear a mask wherever you go. If you know someone that went to Lollapalooza, get your, thought, get your thoughts from them. Or get their thoughts. Get your thoughts from them. That makes no sense. Get their thoughts. See what they thought of everything. So, we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of sickness, though, a new Papa Roche collaboration just dropped. I know, that's mean. Oddly enough, Papa Roach released the new song Swerve, and I love who they collaborated with. Jason Alon Butler of Fever 333. That's promising, right? That sounds like a winner. That sounds like something awesome. Can't go wrong with Jason Alon Butler. Also brought in a new rapper um, who I believe is the name Suko. I'm probably mispronouncing that. I apologize. New song Swerve is out now. New music is being made by Papa Roach. We might have a new album sooner than later. Um, we will be playing on a new music night. I will reserve all my thoughts for then. I've already heard the song. But for all you Papa Roach fans, they're making something. And boy, oh boy. Papa Roach has really changed over the years. That's all I'll say. That is all I'm going to say on that. If you want to check that out again, the name of the song is Swerve. We will be playing on a new music night this Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. Please join us for that. It's always a lot of fun. Lots of new music coming out that I need to catch up on from last week since I was away and this week also coming out. So keep that in mind. Also got some new music also this past week from Poppy, who announced a new full album coming out called Flux. The title track was released. I really enjoyed it. We will be playing that on new music as well. Coming out September 24th, the new full album. Album artwork right there on screen, on the side screen, if you're watching on Twitch and YouTube. Guys, I dig the new song. You guys know I'm a Poppy fan. This also continues the cre unbridled creativity of Poppy. And I have to say, the music video is awesome. It's Poppy going down Candyland, and it turned it all trippy. I can't say more than that. It's totally worth checking out that music video. Again, I can't show it on YouTube or Twitch because it'll get flagged really instantly. But yeah, totally worth it, guys. I think that's awesome. Another big tour that was announced just today, however, has a lot of people talking. And I can't stress enough that this, on paper, will make a lot of people happy. I question if it's going to continue now with all the COVID stuff going on. But they said they were coming back, and they finally are. A day to remember, returning. The re-entry tour. Featuring Asking Alexandria. They're finally going to be promoting their latest album, You're Welcome. They're going to be going on tour quite a few cities in the U.S. That'll be happening starting in September. Um, I gave my thoughts on You're Welcome already many times. The New Music Night listeners all hate me a little bit still for playing so much of that album on there, but I regret nothing on that. It was great. <laughs> ah, now, a couple things I want to point out. Number one, I did not set this up in any way when I pulled this, uh, the tab open for this one. However, on the, the poster, it's a nice little poster. The band's in a car for re-entry, blah, blah, blah. Top comments. The first, one, first comment, I should say. Happy until AA. Hard pass. Ouch. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> 
Um, I also was not a fan of Asking Alexandria's latest album by a long shot. It actually made my top five worst of 2020. That sucks. I, that's unfortunate, too. A Day to Remember is a band that I have seen go from the early and mid-2010s to the best band you will ever see live until recent years clearly phoning it in. And that's unfortunate. A lot of stuff's happened to the band. I get that. Um, from allegations to massive label trouble to massive label delays and album delays. Yeah, a day to remember. I'm going to go on tour. Ask Alexandra and Point North. If you're interested, tickets are going to be available soon. It's all on their socials. I'm curious to see how well the music plays off. I said that in the album review that I don't know how well some of this is going to play off. For a day to remember's audience, the diehard audience of a day to remember that wants to hear second sucks, you know, they don't want to hear everything we need and bloodsucker. Maybe that's me. Maybe that's me. Someone just <laughs> said bloodsucker. No, I'm not going to sing it. Man, oh man, I remember the day I played that at New Music Night. I think I got death threats. I feel like I did anyway. Still funny to me though, man. Ah. Uh, I hope the best for a day to remember. I hope this is a rebound. I hope this is a growing experience. I hope this past six months or so, while they they had to have been aware of the backlash after the album was released, the Fueled by Ramen release, that they have to start making other stuff besides everything we need and whatever else they stuff. It was Every song on that album was not trash, not by a long shot, but there was trash on the album. I think that's very fair to say. Ah. On two points I want to add uh, to just follow up to another tour announce. This past week, Dream Theater are returning with a new album and a new tour. A view from the top of the world. 15th studio release from Dream Theater. I can't even imagine how long this album's going to be because trying to guess how long a Dream Theater album's going to be, you better have a graphing calculator to get that math down. However... Okay, it's yeah, uh, there's a 20-minute song on the track listing right there. Okay, I guess I could do the math. I won't, just because it's going to slow down everything. The final song on the track listing from A View from the Top of the World is 20 minutes, a little over 20 minutes. You know, um, that's intense. But if it's good, that's what Dream Theater do. They've made extremely long songs that are good before, though. I'll give it a shot. The tour will be starting out in Mesa, Arizona at the end of October, going all the way through December, ending in Florida. If Florida is still survived by December of 2021, COVID's still wild there. So adding all COVID and Delta and just being Florida, uh, it's a crapshoot right now. Florida's going to exist. Man, I don't even know what else to say about that. Woof. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Luke, you're being too nice. They were all bad songs on A Day to Remember's album. No. There was one, two. I'll give them two. I will give them two. Definitely give them two. So, that being said, there's been also a lot of talk about upcoming tours and music and things like that. For the bands and festivals, like, trying to organize everything, Limp Bizkit and Spirit Box really starting off early helped a little bit, I think. We talked about Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters are on a short little tour right now. To built around their Lollapalooza performance. They're actually coming to St. Louis tomorrow. Will that show still happen? I don't know. Anything could be canceled at this point. So, but big bands are doing tours again. 
not just little bands that need the money to survive and this is their final chance to do it. Foo Fighters are going out there. They're going to start doing a little tour. If they can do it safely, then maybe there's some leeway to doing that. Again, Foo Fighters just played at Lollapalooza. I don't know how else to really add to that. What else is going to happen for them? And again, Foo Fighters are playing at big outdoor amphitheaters. So there's going to be space. Most of the amphitheaters, or I'm judging this on the one in St. Louis. The amphitheater in St. Louis, seated venue. There's a pit, like there's an actual general admitted standing area. But most are seated and there's a lawn. So if you want to get the lawn seats, you can definitely space out no problem. Even the seated area, you're still not six feet away. And the standing area, not a chance. So... It's going, to be on, it's going to be very interesting to see how these tours pan out, especially the big tours. Foo Fighters Cell, still in 2021. They had a new album come out in 2021 with Medicine at Midnight. It did well. Uh, we're going to find out the hard way, though. Lollapalooza is what we're all banking this on now. I don't know how else to really gauge that until then. We're at a weird waiting period, but now we kind of know how long to wait for. A week. Because we're going to find out one week. How sick people get from Chicago. Ugh. I want the best for everybody. I want people to stay safe and go out into the world as the world tries to open up. Though Delta and COVID are dragging us back. Um, I want everyone to be safe with it. You guys have heard Gretchen and I go on our rampage about really just trying to get everyone we can to get a vaccine if you're able to. If you're allergic to something or there's health reasons, then yeah, understandable. But then wear a mask and use hand sanitizer. Those are not difficult things. So, I don't know really how else to end this, except I have one thing I do want to look up and I do want to show it to everyone because I want to point out some of my, um, some of the other video content creators that do a great job. One that's done this for many years before me. He might be doing it many years after me at this rate. He has always been a standout. He has always been an excellent informant of music in every sense of the word. He's tackling a beast that I have unfortunately had to tackle many times. And this time he did an excellent job of it. Todd in the Shadows on Pop Song Review covering Am I the Only One by Aaron Lewis, which just made public today. It was on Patreon for a bit. He breaks down all the problems with the number one country song, Am I the Only One? First of all, I said it before and I'll say it again, country, you can keep them. Number two, Todd does a great point at pointing out a lot of issues with Aaron Lewis's lyric writing that expose him and expose him as a writer. And... Not only is he pandering as a Vermont, Massachusetts cowboy, but also just pandering to certain ideologies to rile up a crowd. I don't think that's going to go over well with the Korn's audience. I just don't. I highly recommend everyone check this video out. It's available right now. Pop song review, Todd in the Shadows. Aaron Lewis is not going to get better. This tour stained is scheduled to go on with Korn. I don't see that going as well because Krabby Uncle Aaron already has said he doesn't love playing the old, jaded, miserable, new metal songs. He said he's grown up from them in his own words. 
But that's what Stain fans want. By a long shot. So they're going to have to play them. And Crabby Unclear is not going to want to do that. He's going to play with around with his hands in his pockets while he's singing. The other band members in Stain will put in the work. But yeah. Aaron Lewis still crying over those Confederate statues being taken down. Yelling at his TV. And complaining about Bruce Springsteen. Many of you know, if you've been watching the YouTube channel Rocked for years, that you do not go after the boss. Don't go after Bruce Springsteen. Ugh. Ugh. This was... uh, Aaron Lewis is now in pandering state. I stand by that. I called Aaron Lewis a racist back in 2019. Fanboys legitimately threatened me with violence. Called me every name in the book. And now that more and more evidence of that from Aaron Lewis is still prominent, people still don't defend it. Fanboys still don't care. That's just how it is. So, if you're a fan of Stained, go ahead and be a fan of them. I said my piece of my regretting the past on Stained. I think I got everything across pretty clear. Also, I think Todd and the Shadows did an excellent job. I do recommend you watch this video as well. Boy, oh boy. What a week. Not as bad as last week with all the deaths. But still... It's only, it's just, the past six or so days since we did the last podcast really feel like a blur at times. Lollapalooza really got our focus, and now with other stuff going on, man. But I just also wanted to point out, look at the topics we talked about that really took a lot of prevalence. Limp Biscuit and Stained. It's 2021. In what way do we need to broadcast that rock and metal need a new figure not a comeback figure not a controversial figure not a figure that's oh like people are kind of split on but still popular amongst a lot and everyone knows the name of we need something new a band or an artist to get everyone's attention to make noise in a good way and that everyone could get behind instantly i don't know who it's going to be right now I have this conversation every few months, once a year, things like that. I don't know who it's going to be right now. Because I don't think, with the way how bad Spotify pays artists, artists have been going about. Dee Snyder's doing a great job making the Spotify argument out that I made a little while ago. Amazon and Apple are at least paying um, streaming royalties a little bit more fairly. Spotify's not. Spotify's number one. So new bands can't even make money when they want to. We need touring. And after Lollapalooza, I don't know if touring is going to come back until regular consistent touring will stay a permanent thing until 2022. And someone just said on YouTube, uh, a lot of artists that were huge were controversial, though. You don't have to be huge to be controversial. You don't. Pearl Jam was a huge deal in the early 90s. Were they controversial? No. Metallica was a big deal in the 80s. Were they controversial? Yeah, a little. Hmm. <laughs> There is a lot of bands out there that did not need to be controversial to make it massive. That's totally possible. So, that being said, isn't Dave supposed to be good guy Dave? Yes. I don't know why that's a statement. Okay. However, I feel that there's a lot of bands and artists out there that need to step it up. We have the tools now. Social media helps. I'll keep trying to bring you music on New Music Night. I'll try to keep promoting bands and press releases and things like that. Until then, 
We've got a big, long uphill battle to do. And before we can even get new bands to take the spotlight, we got to get bands back on the road and touring. So before that, we got to get the world back opened. And if vaccines aren't pumped out enough, it's going to be a while. No other way to say it. Gretchen is busy right now, but I'm sure she would be telling everyone to please wash your hands and wear a mask. Ivan the dog would also be agreeing with that. I don't know how else I would end her with, because she usually has the words of wisdom. So, that being said, thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you guys for watching. If you're on Twitch, we're going to send a raid over to Gretchen right now. So please get ready to raid Gretchen as she's streaming. If you're on YouTube, thank you for listening. Let me know in the comment section what you think. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, please share the word, spread the news, talk, tell your friends about this podcast. Again, we're getting a little bumps in the podcast downloads and things like that. So everything helps. Word of mouth helps a ton with something like this. So we will be back to our regular schedule on Tuesday of next week. Stop by on Twitch Wednesday of this week, just in two days, to join us as we play I Play Bass, Rocksmith Take Request, play new and old music, and we talk about the bands we play and things like that. It's just a laid back, fun time. New music night on Sunday. And finally, I will have a new video within the next seven days on amazing sophomore albums, great second albums, the bands that beat the sophomore slump. I've been asking on Twitter and Discord about that too. So thank you guys again. Thank you very much for the super chats for those people that did that on YouTube. Until then, stay tuned on Twitch, and we'll see you next time on the podcast. Thanks, everybody.